All right. Today we are talking about faith and righteousness. Faith and righteousness. Let's pray and we'll go straight to the lesson today. Father, thank you. We praise you in Jesus' mighty name. As we look to you today, you are our righteousness. And we thank you because you have made us your righteousness. And we look to you and we believe you to heal every person under the sound of our voice. They believe and they will receive. And we thank you for it, sir. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, again, as I said, we are talking about faith and righteousness. Taking away prophet. Good morning again, everyone. Let's go to our notes this morning. Because our greatest defense against the enemy is a renewed mind including renewing our mind that we are righteous. Mm-hmm. Renewing our mind that we are righteous. So to receive miracles, to receive healing, and to minister that flow to others, it calls for faith, the God kind of faith. Hmm. Romans 12, 3, Apostle, just stop me wherever you'd like me to stop. Amen. Romans 12, 3 tells us God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. Yes. At the new birth, God put in every man the beginning measure of faith. At the beginning, we of have at the beginning at the new birth. It says, "God put in every man the beginning measure of faith." All right. This happened when you were born again. That's right. So we have a measure of the God kind of faith. Mm-hmm. But we, and we are the custodian of that faith. So let's pause right there for a second. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to words now. You have a measure of God's faith. Yes. You have a measure of capital G-O-D. We are the custodians of it, which means we have to develop it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't develop it, it'll stay at a measure. Absolutely. But it doesn't have to. It can grow and grow. The Bible says we go from faith to faith. Faith is progressive. It grows. One of the fruits of the Spirit is faith. Fruit grows. Before you can eat a banana, it has to get right. Mm -hmm. 
all the fruits must get right before you can eat them. Your faith, you are the custodian of it. You are the one who watch over and develop that faith. Glory to God. Do y'all see this? That's right. That's right. Now, I want you to hold that. Hold that thought. You are the custodian of your faith. You are the one who sees to it that it gets developed and comes to full maturity. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes, that's so true. We determine what happens to our faith, mm-hmm. whether it will grow or not. Yes. We are to cause it to grow by feeding and meditating on the word and then release that faith through our words and actions. That's right. So faith comes by hearing, but it's not released by hearing. It's released through words and actions. It's released through faith what? Faith is words. released. Through your words and through your actions. That's how your faith is released. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to always be saying, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Well, that doesn't do anything for our faith, does it? No. So faith is released through your words and through action. That's right. So we can't just keep saying what we're going to do. We need to act on it. We need to act on it. Amen? And you can't keep saying, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Yes, you must believe. First and foremost. But something precedes belief. Action. Mm -hmm. Faith is an action word. Okay? Mm-hmm. You must yes. act. You have to act. You could say all day, I believe that this chair will hold me. Hmm. But you still stand. I believe that this chair will hold me. You can do that all day until wow. you sit. There is no action based upon wow. what you say you believe. Okay. You sit. Faith. You, sit. you have faith, you will sit. The answer mm. test is you will sit. All right? <laughs> yeah, to just say it will hold us. That's probably uh, hope. Yeah. But then when we act, that's faith. That's Pretty right. Pretty much that's what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. Wow. I like that. So faith is how we conduct business with God. I like that too. Mm-hmm. Faith is how we conduct business with God. Faith is the great conductor of God's power. It's the great conductor of God's power. Faith converts the word to power. Yes. Faith is the pipeline 
that God's power flows through to reach your needs. Say that again. Faith is the pipeline that flow that God's power flows through to reach your needs. It we must protect the pipeline of faith. Yes, yes. Whatever you need that you that you have that need to be met, see God will meet you at the point of your need. How? Through your faith. It will come through yeah. your faith. All right? Yeah. Definitely will. And you must protect your fight so that you can keep moving with God and receive from God what he has already made for you. Look at that. What he's already made yours. Uh-huh. It's and only by one of those things. It's absolutely. So I'll say that one again. You must you. Go ahead. Yes. No, I was just saying I'll repeat that one. You must protect your faith so that you can keep moving with God and receive from God what he has already provided for us. It has already been provided. I like that. It's all already been provided. Amen. <clears throat> already been provided. But it's already <laughs> made for you. Let me say it this way. Many people keep going to God to get something. Stay with me. But you, as a born again believer, we talk about faith and righteousness. You go to God to receive what he has already given you. How can you get what you already have? Jesus said, by his stripes, you are healed. He have finished it already. He have done it. Receive it. Don't go to see if he'll let me have it, or if he'll heal me. He have already done that. Now, you need to go ahead and receive what he has done. You see what I'm saying? It's a finished work. It's already been done. Yes. What's left? You receive it. You need to receive it. Okay? Amen. Praise God. We must receive it. I like that. It is already done. I also like what you said, too, uh, Apostle, about you can't just go to God to receive. To get something. Yeah, to get something. I'm sorry. You can't just go to get something. I like that because we talked about that at another point, another place, and we were saying how, you know, we go to get something, but we must bring something. It's a two-way street. That's right. <laughs> you got to bring your faith with you. There Amen. you go. Amen. You got to bring your faith with you because if you're not going to bring your faith with you, 
nine out of ten times you're not going to receive anything. You're not going to be able to receive because he only works through faith. Yes. Amen. So Jesus asked. Go ahead. Faith is a receiver and it's a carrier. Let's, let's think about it this way. For you football fans out there. Here is the ball has been thrown. The Mm -hmm. wide receiver catches the ball. And if the ball is not thrown over the goal line, the wide receiver must catch that ball and run. Where is he running to? To go over the goal line. Get the ball over the goal line. But he is what? He's carrying it. Do you see it? You see, faith is a carrier. What you believe you receive and you act on it, what are you doing? Your faith carries that thing. All the way home is carrying it. Don't drop the ball. It is your faith. You need that to score. Amen. Amen. All right. So Jesus asked, when I come back, will I find persistence in faith? Look at that. Will I find persistence in faith? Because that's what he's looking for. Yes. That's what he needs so he can work. You might say, wow, does he need something? Yes, he does. He must have your faith. It must be in operation. Mm -hmm. Because that's what, that's what God needs to conduct his work. You need to bring your faith. That's pretty much what we just said. We shouldn't just come to God, uh, just to receive, just to get from him. (laughs) But then we don't believe that he's able to do it. You have to bring your faith because the Bible says faith is what moves God. Faith moves him. Faith stops him in his track. Faith gets him looking in your direction. Faith gets him moving out on your circumstances. Faith gets him into the position to deliver to you what the desires of your heart is. But if faith is absent, then he can't work. That's right. He can't work on your behalf. So he's looking for faith. And we must come to God's presence. I'm telling you, with our faith lifted high, with our faith in operation, with our faith functioning at 100%, you must come ready to receive. And if you're ready to receive, you will not tarry. You will not hang around just waiting and biting your fingernails and twiddling your thumbs and, you know, just singing uh-huh, boys' knee songs. No, you will be ready to act. You will be ready to move out on what you hear in God's word. That's an indication that your faith is alive. That's right. That's an indication that your faith 
<clears throat> it's real and it's strong and it's mature. Because faith acts. Got to remember that. Faith doesn't just sit around and look. No, it acts. It jumps. It says, here I am. I'm ready to move out on that. So when he says, when I come back, will I find persistency in faith? That means, are you still going to be standing in faith? Or will, or will the, the whole world go the, the way of their feelings and the thoughts and beliefs and wants? And faith is just, uh, a thought in the middle of the night or, or something that we used to do, but we don't do it anymore. The thing of the past, the scopes of Christmas past, they might say. You yeah. know, like I heard some, some pastors we're talking about they've grown, watch this now, they've grown out of the Bible. <laughs> oh, we don't use that anymore. We've grown past that. Well, where, where are you in the ad? Where you, are you in Mars? Are <laughs> you grown out of the Bible? Where are you? Caught up in the seventh heaven somewhere? See, but that's the way some people behave. God said, those who worship me, must worship me in spirit and truth. The truth That's is, right. faith moves God. Faith. Yes. It's your faith. If we would, uh, we can't say this enough. If we read through the Acts of the of the test of the New Testament and read even in the that's the Acts of the Apostles, you can see that was all that was the vehicle through which they traveled on, and that's faith. When Jesus. You read through the, uh, the gospels, the four gospels, you're going to find that's what Jesus wrote on. <laughs> you know, he wrote on his faith. He went on his faith. Everything he did. The foundation of this new, this new world that we live in, even though you may not be aware of it. If you are born again, and I believe that you are, if you're a Christian in Christ, if at some point in your life you've invited him to come in, and if you haven't, we will give an opportunity today for you to do that. That's right. But but if you are saved, then then you at some point step out in faith and you receive Jesus as Lord. You had you you've never seen him, so it had to be an act of your faith that yes. you 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 received him. You said, "I believe he's the Son of God, and I receive him into my heart. Come in now." Have your way with me by the stripes of Jesus. I'm healed. I'm made whole. You know, you said all of that. You got your healing by saying that. You, you know, you confessed healing by saying what, what Mark, what, uh, first Peter said, what Isaiah said about healing. You confessed what Romans said about salvation. But now we must act on those words. There must be some action, corresponding action. That goes with it. Amen? That's right. So we, we must make sure that our faith is alive and strong and well and growing. That's right. And growing. Growing. That's why he said, am I going to find people consistently standing in faith? Not having, not just bowed out of it and said, well, you know, I, I'm not with that faith movement anymore. You have to be with that faith movement because that's where you find God. Yeah. You must be with the faith movement because that's how he operates. He cannot operate without faith being present. So that's our job is to make sure we stay in faith 
and he'll make sure that we stay in the blessing. I'm going to say that again. Our like job that. is to make sure that we stay in faith, and God's job is to make sure that we stay in what? The blessing. Praise what does the I blessing like consist of? It's your healing. It's your salvation. It's your it's your uh, financial blessings. It's everything. Yes. It's everything. He said, will I find persistency in sight? That's how I work. I need faith to work. That's right. One of the things that hinders your faith, let's talk about that for a moment. One of the things that hinders faith is condemnation. Absolutely. Yes. Condemnation. Yes. Sin consciousness. Sin consciousness. Living, uh, yes, a uh, living conscious of, of past sins. That's how you live in, you're living conscious of past mm-hmm. sins. Living conscious of faults. Living conscious of failures. Living conscious of weaknesses. All of that produces condemnation. That's right. It focuses on the flesh. And the na- and the natural side of man, instead of focusing on who you are in Christ and on your spirit and all that uh, contained in your soul, you see. So we can't focus on the flesh because the flesh, come on, it doesn't want to please God. It never has no. wanted to please God, and it never will want to please God. It's That's like right. oil and water. Like oil and water. So we have to make sure that we are growing spiritually. Yes. Because if, if we wait until, you know, possibly say this all the time, but we can't stress it enough. If we wait until we need faith to get faith, it's uh-huh. already what? Too late. It's already too late. It's already right. too late. So we can't wait until we need faith to start looking around for faith. Because it's just not going to be there. Amen? That's right. That's right. That's good. Any sense of condemnation shows that further renewing of the mind is called for. Yes. I'm a- any sense of condemnation shows, it should show you that further renewing of your mind is needed. Yeah. The renewing. more work to do. Amen. Any signs of condemnation, it does, it's a sign that further renewing is needed. It's powerful. So receiving of miracles and healing power is Hindered where there is condemnation. That's right. Condemnation doesn't just destroy someone's self-image, how they see themselves, but it destroys their ability. It destroys your ability to receive from God. That's the biggest uh, problem right there. If you're thinking that you're going to, you know, we pray all the time 
And when we pray, we've been taught. Jesus said they came to, 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 to receive, to hear and be healed. Well, we have come to learn in this ministry and focus on the fact that, you know, we must, we must pay attention to words. We must focus on what we're saying. We must be aware of how we are conducting our own selves That's in right. the line of believing God for anything spiritual. We yes. cannot let our bodies dictate. We cannot let our bodies lead us anymore. Because condemnation doesn't destroy your self-image. How mm-hmm. you see yourself, it, it, I mean, it destroys those things. And we have to make sure we get past that. That's all that's working in the flesh. You want to get past that and start living from your spirit, from the spirit side of man. You are three, we are three parts, right, Apostle? Yes. First spirit, and then soul, soul and then your body. Yes. So we say it like this, I am a spirit, I have a soul, and we live in a body. Hello? That's yeah. right. And so we have to get that straightened out, because at one point before we got saved, the flesh was the leader, was the boss. Whatever the flesh did, wanted, prayed for, wanted to go, did, wanted, it didn't matter. Whatever that want and that need was, that's what every, all three were led to do. The, you know, drug the spirit and your soul around with that body. But now when you got saved, then we talk about renewing your mind, but that's to, to make sure that when you, you know, when you are saved and born again, you don't want your spirit leading you anymore. You don't want to be uh, always bound by what your feelings are telling you and doing what your feelings are telling you to do because you see that in the world today, child of God. And we're in this world, but we're not of this world. That's right. So we have to be led by our spirit. And that's what renewing the mind is all about. Renewing your mind is all about, it's a changing of the guard. You can think Mm -hmm. about it like that. It's a changing of the guard. So that body, which was first, is now last. That's right. It's last. And now your body must comply with the spiritual directions that you are going in. And you can make that happen when you grow your faith. Your faith was given to you to resist the devil. Resist those feelings. Resist those urges to want to do this and want to do that. And and we can do it because God has given us the what? The ability through this spirit to do that. Yes. So condemnation destroys your self-image. How and you you need to begin to see yourself the way God sees you. That's right. That's right. You know, prophecy. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to repeat it again. Go ahead. Say it again. Okay. 
condemnation destroys your self-image. It destroys, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how you see. You need to begin to see yourself how God sees you. And if you can't see yourself that way, many times because condemnation is there, you know, and, right. and we cannot walk in the light of that. That's walking according to the flesh. That's right. That's one of the main things we get rid of when we renew our minds, when there's a changing of the guard. See, so when you're walking in the spirit, you're going to see yourself. You will see yourself how God sees you. you That's see right. Yes. It also destroys your ability to receive from God. Condemnation does that. Oh, come on. So now. we, we got to make sure we get rid of condemnation. Yes. The Bible yeah. says there is therefore now no condemnation to those of us who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not, come on, after the flesh, the flesh. but after, after the, the what? Spirit. There is therefore now no condemnation to you. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Are you listening to us? <clears throat> yeah, that's what it says. There is therefore now no condemnation. Well, you see what else it says, though? To those that walk what? Not after the flesh. So what is the, what is the flip side of that? If you are walking in the flesh, then the condemnation will be there. Yes. You see it? But he said to those of us who are walking not after the flesh, but those of us who are walking after the spirit, condemnation is dead to us. There is no condemnation there because we're not walking after the flesh. Flesh is not the leader anymore. Remember, there's a changing of God. Yes. The spirit is the leader now. And so that condemnation has to flee because it hinders your faith. Yes. That's it right. hinders you from receiving miracles. It hinders you from receiving healing. That's Amen? right. Yes. And any other answer that we might have for our lives, or seeking for our lives, condemnation will hinder that. It causes you to draw back. It hinders the flow of your faith. And it takes faith to con- what? conduct the business of God. It takes faith to receive from God. So condemnation is is something you definitely want to make sure you avoid. And don't fall into the trap of that. Romans 8 and 1 tells us, There is therefore now no condemnation to them that uh, which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. That's right. I wanted to repeat, I wanted to repeat that again. And so you can go there and look at that. That's right. Yeah. So that's definitely where we need to stand. Right there. Romans yes. 14 and 17 tells us, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. But what is it? The kingdom of God is righteousness. Righteousness. The kingdom of God is peace. The kingdom of God is joy in the Holy Ghost. 
Amen. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness. It's peace. It's joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy is the flow of the Holy Ghost. Say it again. Righteousness, peace, and joy is the flow of the Holy Ghost. Now, let me, let me is, say this while you write that. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, it's the flow of the Holy Ghost, right? Yeah, yes. Now listen. Remember third John 2? Beloved, I wish above mm-hmm. all things that you would mm-hmm. prosper yes. and be in health. Yes. Even as your soul prospered, right? Right. Now, when you prosper, you receive something, don't you? Correct. When you prosper, you receive in abundance. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Absolutely. Now, here's a good place to tell everybody this. This whole month of September is the month of praying the prayer of Jabez for 30 days, one time a day. This month of September. You want to pray the prayer of Jabez. Once a day. For 30 30 days. Once a day. Once a day. Yeah. Let me tell you something about Brother Jabez. Jabez, his mother named him Cain. How would you like for somebody all day to be calling you a pain? You a pain in the neck. Boy, you really are pain. Girl, you really are pain. Here's what happened to Jabez. Because of his name, His name dealt with his self-image. Stay with me here. It was destroying his self-image. Jabez could not see himself like God saw him. Therefore, he could not receive what God had for him. And neither can you and I. Your image will determine how far you will go in God. I want to say that again. Yeah. It is your image that determines how far you will go in God. So Jabez prayed yeah. God to enlarge in his tent. Enlarge in his territory. What was he saying? Open my eyes so I can see. His natural eyes were closed. His spiritual eyes was affected. Mm-hmm. And the Bible say God gave to Jabez what he asked him for. But now watch this here. That name Jabez, and I told you it meant pain, it was given him condemnation. Mm-hmm. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would what? Prosper. 
even as your what? Soul prosper. Right. Condemnation takes away your ability to flow in God. Mm-hmm. It takes away your ability to receive from God. Okay? Mm-hmm. It takes yeah. it away. Now watch this here. Your soul is not prospering because condemnation won't let it. It takes it away. It takes away in it the the image of righteousness. And it leaves you with condemnation. Condemnation keeps you sin conscious. Condemnation was keeping Jabez self-conscious. And it was just eating up the ability that God had given him. Yeah. It is doing the same thing to people today. Mm-hmm. Their soul is prospering on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Satan wants you to stay sin conscious. Some mm-hmm. of you go to churches. That's what they preach to you. Sin, 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 sin. They keep you sin conscious. Mm-hmm. But what about Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17? Therefore, if any man, any woman be in Christ, when you are in Christ, you left condemnation. Because now you have a sense of, I stand free Hmm. from guilt or shame. If you are in Christ, you are a new creature. Old things are what? Passed away. Passed away. One of the old things is condemnation. One of the old things is sickness and disease. I always say it, and I'm going to say it again this morning to you. It is illegal for you to be sick. But again, as we said in the lesson today, you are the custodian. Of your faith yeah. and righteousness. You are the one who have to develop your faith. Get your mind renewed on the word of God and get it'll get rid of a sin conscience. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> See, as long as you hold that 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 uh condemnation, it has the ability to keep your body sick. And full of disease. Are y'all getting what I'm saying to you here? Yeah. Drop that thing today. Some of, some of you, something happened 40 years ago. And you're still living it today. Mm-hmm. But Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. The curse of the law is not a blessing to you. It's an enemy to you. If you've been mm-hmm. redeemed from the curse, you've been brought to the blessing. He replaced the, the he replaced the curse with the blessing. Okay. Under the law, you could not be blessed. 
but you are no longer under the law. You are under grace. And the scripture say in Ephesians 2 and 8, by grace are you what? Saved through faith. Through what? Faith. And we are talking about faith and righteousness. Oh. That's good. So we know, we've seen this, God cannot move in fear, worry, doubt, and condemnation. No. Those are not, those are some conditions he does not work under. So if those conditions are upon you, you must remove them because, uh, we can't walk in, uh, in peace and joy unless we renew our minds to the truth that Jesus has made us his righteousness. Yes. He put us in right standing with God. Amen. That's what Jesus did for us. Jesus right. made us. He made us righteous. We aren't righteous because we did anything, Apostle. <laughs> we are That's righteous right. because of what Jesus did. He yes. did it all. He did everything. First John 1 and 9 tells us, if we confess our sins, he which is talking about Jesus. He is faithful and just to what? Forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen? Oh, but, but there's a criteria there before you get cleansed from all unrighteousness. He said you first must what? Confess your sins. He who is faithful. If we, as he said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins if we confess them. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go around telling the world what you've done. <laughs> confess it to God. That's he right. already knows in any way. But confession brings what? Possession. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say that again. Confession brings possession. So you, you confess right. to God what you've done. Father, I'm so sorry. Uh, I was, I, I didn't walk in love with that person. I was very cruel. I was very harsh and just browbeating that person. And I, I am so sorry. I, 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 I ask you to please forgive me. I, I won't do that again. You see it? That's right. So you just did that. God said, of course I'll forgive you. I'll cast that into the sea of forgetfulness and I'll remember it no more. But now, sometimes now let me flip that because we know he's a he's a he's a forgiving God, and he's given us the commandments and the blessing and the right and the ability and the right of passage to come to him, however you want to say it, and confess that thing and get it removed from you. Sometimes people just play with God like he's a yo-yo. Oh well, he's gonna forgive us, so let's go out and party like it's 1940 and do whatever we want to do, and then go in in the morning and ask him to forgive us. Is that right? No, no, that's not right. People do that though. I'll curse them out, you know, God will forgive and we're gonna repent. Curse them out today and repent tomorrow, God will forgive us. No. See, that's that's willful sin. That's a different category there. Amen. God says he knows when we know. When we know the truth, he said knowing the truth makes you free. See, when you don't know the truth, that's when God is that's when his sight, that's when, not his faith, I'm sorry, his grace comes into play for you. When you don't know the truth, 
Are you listening to me? His grace is right there to help you, to deliver you. But when you know the truth and you just fail to walk in it, God's grace is not there for you anymore. It can't work for you like that. It doesn't work for you that way. Because we're, we're playing games with God. It's not our hearts are not right. We, we, we're committing sins just because we know we can. There's a big difference there. So when we do find out the truth about something, he wants us to well, walk in the light of it. Why? So we can have the, the, we can, our faith can work for us. We can receive our healing. We can receive, uh, salvation. We can receive whatever. Because our hearts are right with God. So first John 1 and 9 says, confess that. Yeah, and, and, and I'll, I'm faithful. He said, I'll forgive you. I really will. I'll cleanse you. I'll clean you up. And, and you know, from all unrighteousness. Because I don't want you to walk in unrighteousness. Jesus Christ died so you could become the righteous of God. Amen? And he wants that for all of us. So when we yeah. when we sin, we are to immediately confess it so that our own hearts will not condemn us. And so we keep the doors closed to the devil. Uh, did you catch that? Yeah. Because the blood, yeah, you keep that door closed to him. Uh-huh. Yeah. When we confess it, the blood cleanses us. The blood cleanses us. Amen. When we confess it, the blood of Jesus can it cleanse you. See, that's how you got you became the righteousness of God. This through the blood, through the shed blood of Jesus. Where there is no shedding of blood, there is no remission, come on, of sin. But the that's blood right. was shed for us. The blood was shed for you. It was shed for me. And now I am the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. And we're still talking about it. This is still healing because all of this is possible to make sure we're walking in right standing with God. So the healing of God, the, the, the healing, the spiritual healing that we're seeking, it'll manifest in our body. That's right. The blood makes it as, as, as though we never missed it. See, the blood makes it so as if we never sinned. How bold would we live if we knew uh, we had never missed it? How bold would we be if we knew we had yeah. never missed it? That's where the That's blood right. puts us at. That's where it puts you and I. To live like we never missed it. Amen? Like we never sinned. But condemnation comes to rob you of your boldness, of your faith. That's right. To live under a sin consciousness and condemnation if you're going to live like that, then you need to forget the blood. The blood is not even available for you. If you choose to live under condemnation. You see, we constantly say there's only two roads. There is no in-between. You are the right or you're wrong. God said, I set before you life and death. He didn't say life and purgatory and then death. He said, I set before you two roads, life and death. Choose one, he said. Choose one. <laughs> And then you know what? He even told you which one to choose. Isn't he a wonderful yes. God? That's right. See, see, if you're going to choose the word of God, you're on the road to life. But if you're going to choose to do the deeds of the devil, you're on the road to death. That's right. And we got, we getting off that road. We, we've been on that road too long. We getting off of that thing. You hear me this morning? We talking about we getting off of that. We are no longer Satan's slaves. 
we're no longer ignorant of his devices. Ephesians says we 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 the, the we know that our weapons our weapons are not carnal. Come on, we don't fight with carnality. We fight with justice. We fight with peace and love and unity and soundness and wholeness. And that's what we fight with. You say fight with love. Do you know love is a tool? It's the most powerful tool you possess as a as a Christian. Did yeah, you so know it's the most powerful weapon that you produce, that you have carrying around with you as a born-again believer? Did you know that? Everybody's right. carrying the AK-47s and all of that kind of stuff and the Saturday night specials and their 45s and a few natives. Start off shotguns, whatever you want to call it, in the back of the truck and all that. But you know what's more powerful than all of that? Love. Did you yeah. know love never fails? It never, it never, it never fails. Yeah. Right. Amen. It is a very powerful weapon. So that's all we need is to make sure we're walking in the love of God. It, because yeah. condemnation comes to rob you of the boldness of faith. To live under that sin consciousness, you can't have the, the blood. The blood is not available to you. So for That's condemnation right. to work against you, 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 you have to fail. You know, you, it means you have failed to forgive, uh, yourself. You failed to forgive others. Not having faith. You know, if you, if you, um, if you, condemnation is working in you, it, you can look there and say, have I, have I forgiven myself? Have I forgiven others? That's one place you can look. Because First John 1 and 9, you know, we just talked about it. If we confess, we'll be done. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it'll go away. It'll go away just like that. Mark yeah. 11, 25. You have something? I was getting ready to say, condemnation, it pins sickness and disease on you. Yes. Faith, righteousness, the blood of Jesus took it off of you. Unforgiveness, which is a part of condemnation, it opens the door right back up to what God delivered you from. Now it has a legal right. Watch this word. It has a what? A why? You gave it permission. You allowed it. Remember at the beginning we said that you are the custodian of these things. You are the one who makes sure. You stay in faith and righteousness. You are the one. Somebody said, well, you know, uh, well, God took so-and-so from me. God took that. No, he didn't. God doesn't even deal with that. When you're going to die and all this stuff. He don't deal with that. You know why? He gave that uh responsibility and that authority into your hand. Yes, he did. He gave it to you. People think God is sitting in heaven pushing buttons, uh, 
Tommy is going to die Monday. Susie is going to die. Folks, listen, listen. Again, he does not even deal with all of that. Psalms 91 and verse 16 tell you, with long life will he satisfy you. He will satisfy you with long life. He will show you his salvation, his safety, his power to save, his power to deliver you, his soundness, his wholeness, his preservation. You've been redeemed from the curse. Amen. But condemnation wants to put it all back on you. Like it just did nothing for And that's why the Bible says, he said, take my yoke. I think it's Matthew 11 and 28. He said, take my yoke upon you and what? Learn of me. For my yoke is what? Easy. And my burdens are light. Cancer is not easy. It's hard. It's a hard taskmaster. God didn't put that on you. Jesus said, I'm going to tell y'all what the problem is. My people perish for lack of knowledge. He didn't say because they don't have enough money. He didn't say because the wrong person is in the White House. That's not what he said. He said for a lack of knowledge. What knowledge? They like, they don't know what God has provided for them. He sent Jesus. Jesus swapped places with me and you. He became sick so you and I can be healed. God put all our sins, all of our iniquities on Jesus. Not you. Not me. Do y'all see that? And Jesus made, he announced it himself. Jesus said, wait a minute. This is the Larry Elder version. Jesus said, wait a minute. I have an announcement to make here. All power is given unto me, both in heaven and in earth. Now you go. The Father sent me. Here I am. Now I send you. He pronounced you clean. He pronounced you healed. Yes, he did. He took poverty. He took sickness. He took spiritual debt from you. Come on. Receive the gift. The Bible calls it the free gift, prophet. The free gift of righteousness. Mm-hmm. You got to catch this. You don't have to pay for it. It's a free gift. How do you receive it? How do you get it then? Receive Jesus and Savior and Lord. Amen. When you become saved, did you know that's when you got healed? The same prayer to get you healed is the same one to get you saved. Read James chapter 5. You'll see it. 
Pray the prayer of faith. And the prayer of faith will save or heal the sick. Same thing. And the Lord will raise them up. And if they committed sin, it will be forgiven them. You see what I'm, you see what I'm saying? It's the same one you pray to get healed is the same one that saved you. Isn't that powerful?